The Cauldron Podcast by Aberavon Rugby Club. Produced by Buffoon Media. Welcome to the Cauldron Episode 7. I believe it's been a long time since we've recorded uh, an episode of the, the Cauldron Podcast. We've got Rob Duddy Jones here. And yes, Rob Duddy Jones is an ex Aberavon player. He now plays for Bridgend, the enemy down the road. But he's joining us today to talk about something quite topical, which we filmed two years ago. Skipper Joe Tomlin Reeves with a massive headset on, and the old mighty, the big boy Joe Gage. Welcome, boys. Firstly, Rob, are you playing a game of Cluedo? Are you are you in the study there? <laughs> no, mate. No, I'm uh, just sat in what is actually known as. I think this is the, the big sitting room in uh, my missus' parents' house. So essentially, the in-laws, mate. Um, yeah, just right. just getting out, get, got out of Wales for lockdown because obviously with all the closures and stuff, it made a bit of sense. That's the size of my house, I think, <laughs> Don't give me that. I've seen your place, mate. <laughs> Joe, where are you, mate? J- JTR, sorry. Uh, well, I'm in uh, one of the offices that I'm running at the moment, so it's not too bad. Free time. Office, what office are you running for? You're not off right. running for first minister, are you? That office, uh, at the moment, no, that's a two that's a, in the next two years. I'm going for nice, mate. Nice, and Joe Gage, I love it, mate. You're sporting the CrossFit t shirt. Tell me why that is. I just training, so I'll get you know, enjoying my training at the minute, doing something different. So, uh, you know, thought I'd uh, purchase a couple of weights and uh, a couple of t shirts as well. So, what, what, what type of weights are you doing? What, what, what are you lifting? Uh, uh, mainly food, mate. You know, just just whatever I can eat slash like Rob, fill my training, fill my training. Yeah, God. Felix Dyson. Yeah. As you saw, as you've seen, the Apprentice went out last week. Well, on on um, on Monday, it was a long, long time ago that you boys filmed that, and obviously you filmed the Come Down Me stuff as well. So let's talk about the Come Down Me first. Do you remember anything about that? And, and uh, about the fantastic week that we all had. We, yeah, we probably the best to get out of the way first because we weren't the best at it, obviously, but we had a good go. <laughs> and uh, I thought our food is lovely. I think we cooked uh, pork inside as lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real nice meal. Good, nice. Rob and Joe, Joe Gage, you worked together on that. You, you boys took it a bit serious, I, th- I thought, no? Yeah, I was the grafter, and and Dad sort of just sat back and and watched and dictated what I was doing. So uh, I thought I put a lot of effort in, and uh, it was reciprocated by uh, by Rob Dudley Jones. It was. Uh, I thought it was, it was a great connection between me and Joe because uh, Joe picked some incredible foods. I mean, as you know, Chris, I'm, I'm a big big foodie myself. So for him to have things like an apple crumble, but uh, I was quite gutted to the fact that you boys um, managed to find my chocolate stash under the bed because I was livid about that, to be honest. And not only that, I noticed once you actually put it back, there was quite a few chocolate bars missing, and I noticed Swanky's pockets seemed quite full as he left. So there's only one place I can guess they went. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, let's, let's let's talk more about the Apprentice. It was two years ago. Rob, you were a wizard back then. Ben Davis, he was sacked. He looked a bit disappointed in the boardroom when he got sacked. I just don't think Ben was fully committed uh, into the uh, into, uh, <laughs> into the role that we gave him. But I will. I think it's hard with us, me and Jay. We're. I don't think uh, we're not as switched on with 
stuff like that. We just more more fun. We like having fun. But we Are you the right choice then? To, to to do the my right bit. Uh, yes, because we've got good energy. So. <laughs> Joe Cage, what about you? You, you won the task to your your team. Yeah, our uh, our team is good. We had uh, quite a good clear goal on what we wanted to uh, to do. Um, John Thomas was uh, the clear candidate to uh, to sort of drive things forward from the Myrid perspective. So it was good good on that, and uh, we had quite a creative team as well. So I think we ticked all the boxes. Rob, where did you go? What was your first initial thought process in um, being PM? Just, just take me through. I, I think obviously being the project manager on the on the day, it was just a case of rather than this faffing about, let's get straight to, straight to the point and get things done. So uh, I nominated. I said I'd be happy to do project manager. Um, I felt like it was a good role and suited for me at the time in terms of what we were doing. Um, and with the design aspect, I thought, great, let's let's get it going. So I, obviously we discussed that Joe and I would be on the marketing side of things. Then we'd have Flinny and John doing the exercise, which uh, certainly turned out to be an interesting prospect there. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> John, I think Rob's speaking too much. Rob, is that your new accent you picked up in Paris? <laughs> Sorry. I've got a little over here as well. I was now chewing her way through my phone. Yeah, right. right. Oh, on, on the apprentice front, <laughs> it was a shame, really, that it wasn't able to go out for charity, the whole purpose of that. You know, but, boys, mainly, did, did, you, did you all have fun filming that? Yes, I think uh, I think Abra having a fanta- I think Abra having a fantastic at uh, what we do on and off the field, really, and uh, to get the players involved in charity events like this is is fantastic. It's really good fun as well. It takes away from the rugby as well because we're very invested in the rugby. So it's nice to just uh, have a good laugh and get everyone involved in the club and the community. So it's good. I like that. Good answer, Joe. I think Gigi, if you might enlighten us on that because. Although we're seven professional athletes, it can be quite invested in, in, in the rugby side of things. And what, what, what is it like to spend your time doing something with the rugby players away from rugby? Oh, I think I think like Joe said as well, you know, we we do treat ourselves um, obviously as semi professional athletes, but we have quite a quite a strict schedule that the boys like to keep to. So with weights and, and training, it's, it's, it's quite full on throughout the, the working week. So... Um, you know, I, I think it's great to sort of switch off from that and and have a new focus when we go in. The, the stuff that we did with Come Dine with me, for example, we shot that in a whole week. Um, you know, quite full on as well as being with the rugby schedule as well. It, it's just it's just good laugh for the boys and and just to drive a bit of a bit of energy away from the field as well. So we we were all coming into training buzzing, having a bit of a joke with each other, and all the boys wanted to hear from our stories as well. So uh, yeah, it was a great laugh. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, what's your take on that? I mean, it was a long time since you were in Abraham, but is, is having fun a massive element away from rugby to try and produce results on the pitch? You know, do, do they coincide? Do they, do they play a part with each other? Yeah, hugely. I mean, I remember when I, when I was in Abraham and it was, it was such an amazing time. We were, as a club, we were very professional in everything we did, uh, both on the field and off the field in a way. And to have these um, things we did, like the Come Dine With You, like The Apprentice, just like the stars in your eyes and everything else we did with the club was 
a great way for the boys to let their hair down a bit, have a bit of fun with it, but also socialise and get to know each other even better. So um, it, it was great. And it wasn't just that. It was things like team socials, whatever we did. It, it, I think it made the team gel more. Um, as I said, the boys knew who they were, what they were doing with each other. And it was, it, it made a great effort on the field. And as you, as you can see by results, we, we had met various finals and semi-finals throughout the years. And I think that all that went towards it. 100%, I agree, mate. And you are missed, Rob, as social secretary, by the yes. way. Yes, very missed. You were glad to hear. Yes. Steph Andrews is rubbish. Top oh. social secretary you were, mate. <laughs> Best <laughs> night I've had was in that beer cellar. <laughs> Oh, no, it was a good night. That was really good. Night. Good night. Oh, sorry, I made her cry. <laughs> Such a good day. What have you done to it, Rob? <laughs> I think it's because she hasn't got my phone or her bunny, so I think she's getting a bit angsty. So I'm going. Oh, hang on. There we go. Oh, nice pass, nice, nice, but hey, nice pass, mate. Yeah, for one time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's talk something a bit more topical. COVID-19. Uh, where do we start on that one? Gagey, I know, let's, let's get in it with you. Firstly, where are you with work? Where are you in life? What's going on? When's rugby coming back? <laughs> Go. That's, that's a three-part question. I was just going to say, what's the first one? Well, work-wise, what are you doing? Is that going well? Oh. Where are you? Yeah, well, I've actually got a new job within uh, within Austria's Rugby, so um, I had a bit of an nice, informal Aaron. interview. Yeah, via, via Zoom, <coughs> I had a nice little informal interview. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a new job starting uh, Monday. So, What's uh, your title? Yeah, uh, Club Engagement Coordinator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, nice. so... I won't be they on can the. Make uh, some names out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be on the um, on the Burnley side anymore. So I'll be working with uh, with Osprey's Rugby a little bit more closely. Oh, well done, um, Oh, fantastic, Joe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you know, lockdown's gone okay. Sort of kept busy through emails and stuff, but also uh, as you all been winding me up about, <coughs> it was nice to get some training in. Uh, so guess I'm lifting in. Not much running yet, you know. I thought uh, when we know when the season starts, I'll uh, I'll start the the hard stuff, you know, get the cardio in. So I uh, just enjoy yeah. lifting uh, the weights. As an observer, would you say that you would probably need to run now? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Probably now, Swank. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've done a little bit, you know. I tested the Bronco and stuff. Some good numbers, actually. I surprised myself, but. Uh, you know, time to get better now, mate. Get rugby fit rather than uh, than gym and vest fit, mate. Good man, vest fit. I like it. Yeah. And JTR, you you obviously played a big part, skipper of the season. I just got on the COVID season, as it were. Have you, what reflections have you done uh, through lockdown? Not about rugby, but well, it might be about rugby, but. Uh, well, I, the 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 season was just cut to a debt on that Friday. It was completely over, so went into a bit of a a lull and as a as a player because rugby's so much i was on a bit of a downer if i would be honest it was a bit like oh god what do i do next but uh covid it's just it's just been getting day by day day by day that's all you got to take it is uh take it by but uh started it started a new job so that was good 
just to keep me busy. So we haven't stopped really. We've been working all the way through it. So I've been uh, head on the game really. It's good. Have you done much reflections in terms of the season? Not not, not the season just gone. Rugby in general, as in uh, where do we go now? Yeah, where do we go? Are, now? You, are, as you, as a, are you still as hungry for it, Joe? Do you still want it? Oh yes, yeah. No, I, it, obviously you're gonna you're gonna. You, this period of time you're going to switch off not think about rugby because if you think about it too much you're just going to go mad so uh i yeah i can't wait to get back into it it's uh especially watching uh, uh watching rugby on tv now we just i just want to get stuck into it and uh we've got the platform we're building as an aberavon club is really good as well we haven't switched off with that the, the background stuff so we've got a new new fitness coach josh now and he's brought a real professionalism with him so it's really good it's really to step us up for when the season does come. Nice. And Rob, what's it like down down the M4 in Pennebont? How are you guys it's, shaping up uh, down there? Yeah, in fairness, mate, it's, it's obviously, as you as you boys know, probably more better than I do. This season, I was, uh, when I was in London, obviously, Bridget got out with the skin of their teeth and his relegation that one year. And obviously, it, it was a similar battle this year. Uh, I think we had what five or six games left and they were desperate for points and desperate for wins and it was quite annoying like we went to Ponty and we just lost out and there was various games of the season where they did the same thing so um there has been quite a bit of movement within the team a few boys have left a few boys have joined so it'll and that's the same with some staff as well so it'll be an interesting season now to see how well <laughs> if and when it eventually turns up uh, to see how we go about things whether we change anything uh, and stuff like that and not only that there's some interesting stuff going on in the club uh, I'm not sure if it's common knowledge or or what really but uh, they're doing a bit of renovations up on the old boxes there on the opposite side to the stand and uh, it's certainly going to be some interesting stuff going in there what's going in there? <laughs> so I mean it's been put on a newsletter from what I know so I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge but they're looking to put a, uh, a gym up there uh, some classrooms a coffee shop uh, and, and stuff like that so it'll be open use to other clubs in wow. the area all that sort of thing so yeah no it's, it's a it's a big old project in fairness so they really, considering they put the boxes there god i can't remember when it was now almost 20 years ago and i don't think they've ever been used since the professional era came in with the regions and stuff so it'll be a good use of uh, of the dead space essentially and great for the local community around there as well i suppose Definitely. And Rob, the, Bridgend and Aberavon are building up quite a, um, a rivalry, I guess, newly formed over the last couple of seasons. I'm not sure if you were with Aberavon when that started to to um, boil, but now that you're on the other side, is that is that a thing over in Bridgend? Is there a rivalry or is it just yeah. something? No, there, there definitely is. I mean, when I, God, I can't remember when I, when I joined Aberavon, I think it was six, seven years ago, I think it was. And... Obviously, originally then it was Neath was the Neath was the big one, and I think we had a couple of games against Bridgen, and it was certainly boiling. Then you could feel it; the boys were um, essentially changing rivalries quite, and it's as if we sort of had two big rivalries rather than just having the usual one that most teams have. So, I mean, there's definitely uh, a rival situation with with players hating hating Aberavon and vice versa with Aberavon hating Bridgend, I suppose. So it's and but it's good to have that. It's great to have that in sport, and it was certainly a difference for me playing in uh, for Bridgend against Aberavon, whereas previously, obviously, I've always been Aberavon against Bridgend. Um, so it was tough to play against old teammates, especially on Boxing Day when you're full of flu and everything else. So that was uh, not a nice experience, to be quite honest. Joe Tom Reeves, I'm not going to ask you about Bridgend. Joe Gage, 
No. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Are you feeling oh, something? I, I enjoy the rivalry. The rivalry. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, especially over the over the last two years, obviously we've had Boxing Day fixtures and stuff, and I think it was a good way to sort of turn the agenda and, and have that fixture when Neath went out. So um, yes, yeah, so it's built up a good rivalry. We've, we've had close games throughout the season, and then obviously when we had that Boxing yeah. Day game, we were uh, we had a nice little uh, nice little finish on them. I can't remember the uh, yeah the actual score, but. Uh, you know, it was a good one. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed the rivalry. Uh, we had a couple of people in work as well. They're obviously Aberdeen fans and, and they like to have a bit of banter coming up before the game. So it was nice to uh, to have that Boxing Day game and uh, and just basically wipe their noses in it. So, yeah, it was lovely, mate. Lovely. And lastly, on the derbies then, or things like that, <clears throat> is it, Joe Tom Reeves, is it a shame that the Neath Labour have a derby? And I'm not going to say it's non-existent anymore because it might come back, but... No, is yeah. it is it refreshing to change it up a little bit? And as we're talking about Pagend being the new derby, yeah, no, I think uh, I think in the end, Neath had a lot of other stuff going on, so I don't think they're very focused on us. But the rivalry is always good, the derby is always good. But Pagend, I think it's a new new challenge for us as well. They've got some great players there: uh, Gareth Harvey, Ben Jones, Rob. So it's a real good, passionate club to play against, and uh, it's just, I yeah. Uh, I think it's a good new new derby, so don't worry about Neath anymore well, until it, that day comes. <laughs> okay, we're going to get stuck into our first feature of the Colton podcast, and that is the Broom Room. The Broom Room. So the Broom Room is a place where you want to abolish something or the world needs to get rid of, something that you are tired of or whatever. So, who wants to go first? I don't mind. Oh, uh, let's go. <laughs> go Joe. Well, what are you throwing in the broom? I don't. Can it literally be anything? Like, even if it's impossible to get rid of. Oh, yes, go for it, Joe. You back you. yourself. My 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 parents. <laughs> my parents went to Spain two days ago. Okay, so since they've left, they've been in a house on my own, and twice now i've seen two massive spiders so if possible we can <laughs> sweep them you know it, and i just absolutely terrified of spiders one one run over me as well last week and i got up in a car chopped it <laughs> wait there spider uh, was driving a car <laughs> it might as well have been he swear he was paying a mortgage in this house. It was it was absolutely massive. It was huge. So yeah, I'd like to get rid of them, especially the ones that are, that are living in in my house at the minute. Absolutely. I'm going to leave you with a question there, Joe Gage. I mean, that's great that you're petrified of spiders and you want to get rid of them, but you need to think really hard about what their purpose is in life and how how yes. helpful spiders are. What? How are they helpful? Oh. They eat a lot of bugs, Joe. Can you Google it, Joe, and have a research before you start hurting them and discriminating yeah. against them, please? Thank you. Oh, well, spiders yeah. in the broom room. JTR, your turn. I've got a lot of things I'd like to get rid of. Uh, You've got demons, isn't it? Like 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> demons. Yeah. There's eight. There's eight other people in here, and they need to get rid of four. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, obviously COVID. I'd rather. I love to brush that aside, but that's not going to go anywhere for a long time. Uh, just fake news and and uh, this, this fake news. Just I just want to hear the straight point and what what's going on. All right, I just want to know it. Yeah. So no talk more about that. Tell me how it is. Black and white, just tell me how it is. Black and white. Don't yeah. mess around. Yeah, tell me what's going on. Yeah, no messing around. Tell me what's going on. I can Give us it. an example of fake news. Just social media at the moment. Some of the stuff on there is just unbelievable. It's like, what? <laughs> where is this coming from? Please. I had to log off a couple of times just to chill out. My friend Rowan, he's a good logger off. I, I, I like to discuss with him about fake news and we get a lot off each other's chests about fake news. So... <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fake news Guess in the brew room. <coughs> okay, that's Hello, mate. Who are you? Food in the brew room. Uh, Food. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, what? <laughs> it was quite tough to try and find something, to be quite honest. I really was struggling on this of what I'd put in, but... Um... Believe it or not, it is a food, uh, and it would be. It, it has oh, to be mushrooms. They are the absolute devil. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've said this, but how people eat mushrooms on lemon they are the most disgusting things ever. What, you actually do you, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> just, just mushrooms in general. I mean, you know, the ones you buy in like a punnet in the supermarket and stuff. I mean, we, my, my missus and I, a obviously, punnet? today's week. <laughs> Yeah, punnet. You know, punnet. Punnet of mushrooms. That's what they call it. Punnet bites. Shiitake, chestnut, button. Which ones? All of them? Swank, I don't eat them, so I wouldn't have a clue, mate. All I know is they're grey with a brown bit in the middle. Or brown with a grey bit in the middle. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, we had to make like a mushroom puree for the baby, and it was the most horrific looking and smelling thing ever. And I was just like, okay, I've never used these things ever in my life. They're disgusting. So yeah, those those would be my broom room mushrooms. Happy days, mushrooms in the broom room. Right, boys. As an interlude, I'm going to ask you some questions about each other, um, and then we'll finish off with the chamber secrets. <coughs> so you've all you've all played with each other, played rugby with each other. So Joe Gage, I want you to name Rob Dudley Jones th three words that describe him as a player. Three words, Rob Dudley Jones as a player. hungry. <laughs> Hungry. Players that I play just be general. Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's for for on and off the field. Hungry. Uh, um. Elusive. And, yes. Okay. Interesting. Um. What else? Average. Clap. Oh, the clap. Nice, good, good, good choice. Famous, yeah, nice. famous yeah, yeah. Dad's clap. Why did you, um, nice. why did yeah. you choose the word elusive? <clears throat> I just think he's, uh, sort of over the ball quite quick and then, uh, sort of his first couple of steps going into contact and stuff. He's, he's quite, quite elusive, quite good footwork around. Um, so, I couldn't mention his hand-eye hand coordination because he's half-blind, <laughs> isn't he? So, <laughs> I couldn't yeah, mention yeah. his skills like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. 
So I've already mentioned the clap and being elusive and hungry. Yeah. He is fast. Okay. He is fast. He's quick. Do you remember that try Rob Duddy Jones scored against Aberavon? Yeah. For Swansea. For Swansea. Wow. Yeah. But he was Swansea, fending yeah. off JP, wasn't he? Yeah. About seven times. Yeah. That's a player <laughs> I want to see again. Snub. What happened? Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day, Chris. <laughs> Maybe one day, boys. I mean, I, I know it's been a long time since I he ran like that and beat look like that. So it's uh, maybe one day I'll return. Hopefully, the, hopefully when this yeah, next season arrives. Rob, same question for you Thanks, for JTR, please. <laughs> Name, give me, describe Joe Tom Reeves in three words as a player. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I think I'm trying to think of another word for what, what Joe Gagey used, I suppose. But I mean, in terms of, uh, I reckon he's certainly determined. I think once Joe gets on the field, there's, um, there's a real determination what he wants to do with it, whether it's steamroll some boat or, or chew his ear off, I suppose. Um, annoying. And um, <laughs> I, I guess like a word, I guess something like. Um, just uh, some like engine. Rob? I mean, guy, guy never. <laughs> <laughs> the guy never stops. I mean, he, he literally goes from minute to minute, and then you never, you never see Joe drop a knee. Essentially, yeah, that's true. Joe, would you, uh, Joe Gage, would you, would you agree with those things that Robert said? Oh, definitely. They, they all sort of came back to being an annoyance on the pitch, really, isn't he? and that, that's what he is. He's an out and out old school flanker. So um, his engine's constant, and uh, and he'll go around chasing people, whether that's the fight with them or, or to get the ball off them. But yeah, <laughs> not anymore. That's true. And, and as a flanker, I think I could be one of the um, biggest compliments. Really, as to be annoying, I think that's part of your job is to cause people problems everywhere, and being annoying is is is, is part of that. But. Definitely Joe's a lot more than um, an annoyance for sure. I think he's got great skills in the wide channels. He takes the ball forward. He's a solid attacker and a, yeah. a fantastic defender as well. He's, he's quite prominent in the, in the, the tackles, aren't you, mate? I do enjoy a tackle, yeah, yes. <laughs> you do enjoy it. Okay, Joe, Tom Reeves, I'm going to give you the hard one. This is the tough one. Yeah. You've got to identify in Joe Gage's game the one area that you think oh. he could really improve on. One area. I've got loads of positives. I've got loads of positives, Joe. i got loads of positives, oh. Joe. I can't. Uh, uh, improvement wise. I think you. I th Don't say my hair. Man. No, no. Your hips. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't give Joe a negative at the moment because I think. Uh, I think Joe, his feet, his knowledge of the game, I think he, he, he's a, such a key player. Uh, I think I remember when he did his knee against Ponte, I was right next to him and I thought that I think that was a big turning point for Abraham in, in leading up to the final and everything. I think a player like that, to lose a player like that is very hard for us because he's such a, again, elusive player. He's quick in his feet. He's good. He's just an all-round player. It's really it's great. You want him on your team, so it's good. That's a proper captain's answer, that is. Yeah, no. And if oh, you, if, like a politician. I can't I give him a negative, but I was going to swear. <laughs> I was going to swear, and I didn't want to swear. He just does my head in at times. He just stopped. 
Yeah, he's a girl dog at times. <laughs> what What about Rob then? <laughs> oh, Rob. What one area? What one area uh, could you think Rob, Rob could? Have... Uh, his His hands. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I remember one time he turned up to training, and he he forgot his boots. And he... Turns up, he's on the sideline in his in his, in his bro. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> oh, oh, that one, oh, that one time we went to uh, we went to Merthyr Mawr, and uh, we're like, Rob, Rob, where you been? Oh, I can, I can stop too. <laughs> I've got, I've got to keep going on this. Do you remember I, I was playing then? So it was 2017. We were just doing some, we were doing some scrum profile stuff, and there was three of us in a group. It was me, yeah. Rob, and I think you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were going pairs against each other. Yeah. And... <laughs> Rob has decided to give a, say a joke during, during training. Rob, can you please oh, say the joke? <laughs> I don't think we can at this point, can we? I mean, it was the most. I can't remember how it came about. Something was going on in training. And I just remember the four of us being in absolute tears the whole way through this. And for some oh reason... God. This joke just came to my head, and the joke was, what was it? It was um, uh, two, two, muffin, two, two muffins are in an oven. One muffin turns to the other and says, uh, God, bloody hell, it's hot on you. <laughs> and then the other muffin just turns around and goes, my God, it's a talking muffin. And I was like, why the hell are you saying that? Jesus, <laughs> Rob. Jesus ass, he had a big game. And Rob's like, you think I need you? And he sent you over to the back. <laughs> sent me oh. over to, I couldn't believe it, yeah. So, so Jason comes over and says, Duds, I need you. Oh. <laughs> I was just there like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And he goes, Duds, for the backs. And then I've got Swanky absolutely on the floor. Joe's gone running off and Brunel can't even hold a straight face. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm the one that got done for it. What did you say when just, you got to the <laughs> Oh, I, tu I turned up Lind there. Lyndon told me to go back. I think, yeah, Lyndon, <laughs> Lyndon looked at me and said, Dad, what are you doing over here? And I said, oh, Jason, Jason told me to come run a, run a couple of drills with you boys out of the way. And he just looked at me, didn't say a thing. So I just sort of stood there in the way. And then two minutes later, I walked back. Oh, oh that was so funny. funny. <laughs> and I can tell, I can tell you phone is nothing. Up. I'm sorry. But I was in stitches for the rest of the training session. <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, and, for, and for context as well, the reason why you did bring up that muffin joke is because you were talking about my muffin top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my head hurt. <laughs> anyway, last segment, the Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. Right, Chamber of Secrets is a... Um, a place, well, a feature, a place, it's not a place, it isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> we are going to find out a secret about you that nobody else knows. So we'll, we'll do the reverse order this time. Rob Dudley Jones, please yes. tell us a secret about you that none of us would know. 
I'll be honest, I, I don't tend to have secrets, so um, my, mine's going to be absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, but I've, Can't hide I the have fridge. never. <laughs> but I, have, I have never seen the film Top Gun. Hmm. That's that's basically mine. That's it. That's boring. I mean, I'll see if I can think of another really one. Really at the moment, I'm really yeah. I've, seriously, I've, I've struggled on that all morning. Um, I'll see wow. if I can think of something in a minute for you. Wow. Tumbleweed. Ah, yeah. I'll be Joe honest, it's, it's um, not something I've got. It Let's could go, have been like you've never had Tommy. vegetables, Rob. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, by the look of you now, you've never seen sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he does. Oh. Rob, you do look like a French. Just a bad angle. Just a French-American. Bad angle, yeah. French American, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, is that better? Casper. Bit more tan now. Is that better for you? I do you know what I love about that room, Rob, is the the feature yeah. lights that you've got on the, the art at the back of the room. Ah, do you yeah, they're, they're not there to light it up the room. It's a tool. Yeah, please. Pick out what's in the bookshelf. It's like the Da Vinci Code. Is that the Last Supper? <laughs> I don't actually know. Rob, are they, all, are they all Jamie Oliver's books? Um, Can you zoom in on the, the woman who's got a ukulele? Ukulele. Is it a woman or is it a man? It's a man. Oh, it's a man. Nice. Holding a that looks like my great-granddad. Sniffing a duck. All right. So, yeah, so then uh, okay. over here we've got oh, the fireplace and the piano over there. See, Chris? Wow. Is that a fireplace or is it another house? Rob, you can play the piano, can't you? Big ass fireplace. Yeah, I can play piano. Little bit, Joe. Yes. Okay, show us. No, 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 for another day, boys. Another day. Okay. Anyway, I got sidetracked then. Joe Tommy Reeves, Chamber of Secrets. Let's go. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm 26 and I live with my mum, and she brings me a hot chocolate with marshmallows on. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm wearing my onesie, what? Watching, watching, uh, watch watch South Park. Mate, this isn't a dating app. <laughs> What's that? Your Tinder profile? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. You yeah, two have been a proper letdown. I'm hoping Joe Gage will save this now. <clears throat> Joe, secret about you, mate, nobody knows. Right, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but in 2019, I sent a video audition off for a movie. Obviously, didn't get the oh, part. Oh, wow. What? But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my this God. Is, this has just changed game. <laughs> I just, I just... Yeah. For... <laughs> Good secret, isn't it? Oh, sorry. That is... That what is, is well... <laughs> okay. Blubber. Tell me the details. What's, okay, what's the film called? I'm not going to tell you the film. Go through okay, the series. Okay, it was Who were you auditioning for? Sex Education? A Netflix one? series. Yeah, but who were you? Were you auditioning for a certain part, a certain role? Yes. <clears throat> and what was this person's name? I'm not going to tell you because you'll know it straight away. 
it's the part of it so so basically you you have to pay 50 pounds and they'll send you a bit of a script for the person that you're auditioning for and you oh, oh sorry 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 Joe. you just <laughs> <Yeah>. been con <laughs> yeah. you paid 50 pound to audition for a film which you didn't get. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay carry on yeah. No, I know why Netflix is so rich. That was that's it. That's that's that, that's the secret. So, yeah. What were you, why what would you? Role? It's a better one than M two, isn't it? Yeah, it is a better one. Yeah, that's much sure. better. My, I my, my, that. my terrible. I'll be yeah. honest. Why would you allude to the fact uh, that it, if, it came if you about... said the name that we would know it? Uh, because if you're a fan of the show, you will know it. Oh, this is so I doubt. What is it? I doubt. I'll, I doubt. I'm a fan. So just tell me, thanks. No, Co- Cobra Kai. Is it, Joe? Come on, man. No, Take a kiss. Is it not Cobra Kai? No, it's not Cobra Kai. Okay. No. All right, then, lads. I'm gonna have to uh, wrap it up. I got one more question for you all before we leave, and it's and it's a question I haven't asked you yet. So it's on the spot. The question is, let's go to Joe Tomarese first. When when rugby returns, and when it does return, what significant yes. change or a change would you make to rugby in general? Not for Aberavon, but one thing would you now change, if there's anything? To make it more exciting, to make it a better product for the spectator, who knows? Up to you. Rob and Joe, you've got time to think about that one. Uh, I think... I think I think we're gonna have to. Uh, I think we need to just just more, uh, just more enjoyment, more more free flowing rugby. I think we need. I think we need to get into the younger generations to just get more running rugby done. I think we need to get the ball moving. So I think we need to. How do we train? How up. do we achieve that? Oh, I think uh, maybe drop drop the numbers in games more. Maybe more tens games, more sevens games, just to get just to get boys' minds going. Bit more, bit more skill in the game because the last two weekends of rugby have been a bit dull from a Welsh point point of view. So I think we need to nice. pair okay. the younger games up. Okay, yeah, happy. Joe Gage. Yeah. Uh, make rugby a summer sport. Yeah, that yeah. We hear we hear a lot about this. So what 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 would be the the purposes or the the intentions on that? <clears throat> Well, like Joe said, if you, if you come watch Aberavon, you know that we like to run the ball. Um, there's a lot of teams in the league that, that like to do so as well, like Sandavri. Um So I, I think the, the skill level will just increase, um, also increase the popularity because we're not so we're not battling with football as much. We're probably just battling with with cricket, and cricket doesn't have a huge fan base of local people going to watch. So I think more people will flood through the doors to watch exciting attack in rugby as well as Abraham throwing the ball around in the sun and scoring tries. Does it change your answer if I say that means you have a pre-season in the winter? No. It'd be cool Because I, I think we'll we'll call a lot of training off then due to the wet weather. So <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fair enough. And lastly, Rob Dudley Jones, what one change would you make now that you've got the opportunity? 
to be honest, Gagey nicked my answer there. Um, but I think yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> back break <laughs> in terms of if for, for, <laughs> yeah, I think for, for Welsh rugby in particular, it would have it would have to be sort of um, more promotion in terms of um, the TV side of things. I mean, you you see they do the odd game here and there with S four C and that, and I think. You look at it compared to some of the English competition and that, and how they've kept it a simple structure from top to bottom. It's promotion, relegation, all the way down. Um, whereas for the last couple of years, uh, the principality's been been knocked about a bit, and it's been changed in terms of size, its structure, its how it how the competition is, its points. Everything's been changed every single year I've been in the Prem. So I think for me, it would just be as simple as leave it as it is. Just get promotion relegation, so teams below have something to fight for, giving, um, giving them something to play for. So I think it looks like Pontypool, sadly missed out in the last couple of years, um, have gone what well, I think it was a sixty-game winning streak, and, and they've got nothing really to show for it. So I think for me, it would just be keep it simple, promotion relegation, um, and go from there. Happy days. And what are the odds on you ending up signing for Pontypool one day in the future? <laughs> I reckon they're quite high. <laughs> <laughs> or me. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I've never ever been approached by Pontypool, so I don't see why I would ever go there for starters. Um, but unless I'm 36 and obviously. Oh, yeah, guys, yeah. Right, yeah. Just have a <laughs> Yeah, put Rob on the podcast here now. He wants to sign for, for you boys over there. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think what, what what would it take? Just stock your fridges up, mate. Just stock every fridge you've got up with food, and he's here. Meal tickets. <laughs> Meal tickets. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the, the Colton yeah. podcast. Thank you very much for joining us uh, in your busy days, in your busy schedule. Jochen Ball, see you soon. Cheers, Thank guys. Very much. Thank you. Yeah, boys. All the best. Oh, good to see you. Bye. The Cauldron Podcast by Aberavon Rugby Club. Produced by Buffoon Media.